Unfortunately, Annie suspected that the flame in his eyes was directed toward them, and she had a pretty good idea who he was, too. Clayton Jessup III, the new owner of the Blue Suede Suites and the vacant lot where they had set up their nativity scene. The kindly couple that managed the hotel, David and Marion Bloom, had given them permission for the nativity scene when Annie had asked several days ago. After all, the lot has been vacant for more than thirty years, Marion had remarked. It's about time someone made use of it. But when Annie and Chet had stopped in the hotel a short time ago, where David and Marion had also been nice enough to let them use an anteroom for changing Jason, they soon realized that everyone at the hotel was in an uproar. The new owner had arrived, unannounced, and he intended to raise the site and erect a strip shopping mall, as if Memphis needed another mall. Didn't the man recognize the sentimental value of the hotel and this lot? No, she guessed a man like him wouldn't. Money would be his bottom line. Just before Mr. Jessup got to them, some tourists paused and listened with oohs and ahs of appreciation, dropping more paper money and change into their kettle. The boys stood rock still, but Annie saw the gleam of interest in their eyes at one petite blonde woman in gray wool slacks and a cardigan over a peach-colored turtleneck that stood staring at them for a long time. There was a hopeless sag to her shoulders until Hank winked at her, and she burst out with a little laugh. Drawing the sides of his overcoat back and planting his hands on slim hips, Mr. Jessup glared at them, his lips curling with disdain on getting a close-up view of their attire. At least he had the courtesy to wait till the tourists passed by before snarling. What the hell are you doing on my property? The baby's eyes shot open and he began to whimper at the harsh voice. We have permission, Chet said, his voice as frosty as Mr. Jessup's, while he leaned over and soothed his child. Hush now, back to sleep, son, he crooned, rocking the manger slightly. Annie tried to explain. Mr. and Mrs. Bloom told us it would be all right. We'll only be here for a few days, and... He put up a hand to hold her words. You won't be here for even a few more hours. He peered down at his watch. Probably one of those Rolex things, equal in value to the mortgage on their farm, and gritted out. You have exactly fifteen minutes to vacate these premises, or I'll have the police evict you forcibly, so Miss Fallon, stop fluttering those ridiculous eyelashes at me. He knows our surname. Not a good sign. I was not fluttering. Hey, it's not necessary to yell at our sister, Roy yelled. He, Hank, Jerry Lee, and Johnny were coming up behind Annie to form a protective flank. Chet had taken Jason out of the manger and was holding him to his shoulder, as if Mr. Jessup might do the infant bodily harm. Furthermore, those animals better not have done any damage. Mr. Jessup continued, and proceeded to walk toward the shed where Wayne was hee-hawing and the sheep were bleeding, as if sensing some disaster in progress. No, don't! They all shouted in warning. Too late. Mr. Jessup slipped on a pile of sheep dung. Writing himself, he noticed Wayne's back leg shoot out. To avoid the kick, he spun on his ankle. Annie could almost hear the tendons tearing as his ankle twisted. His expensive shoes, now soiled, went out from under him, and the man went down hard, on his back, 
with his head hitting a small rock with an ominous crack. I'm going to sue your eyelashes off, Mr. Jessup said on a moan just before he passed out.